0: I'm uh, using a side delay around uh, what looked like a wrong part of This is The Domestics, presented by watching Ships Hello, hello, hello and welcome to the Domestiques. This is episode four of the current series for 2023. So good to have you along. I'm Mike Tomolaris and I'm joined by my fellow Domestiques, as always, Matilda Reynolds. I love saying that, Tills.
1: (laughs) You make me sound so fancy, Mike. We're not that fancy. (laughs) Hi team, nice to be back and into the men's racing.
0: And Hollywood, it is so good to be so close to you. Let's just paint the picture for everybody. I'm in a hotel room at the Stanford on North 19th. Terrace on the 19th floor. I'm with Hollywood. We're face to face, rubbing shoulders. And I haven't been in this position since the Barrel Classic in 2021. You're a good looking man, Hollywood. You know that? Oh,
2: it's great to have you so close, Mike. We're, <laughs> we're, we're actually touching knees and rubbing shoulders, sharing a microphone, sharing a chair. It's, it's actually quite romantic.
1: Uh, no, Tills, you guys
0: could probably put your clothes back on, but it's fine. <laughs> well, you know, I, people keep telling me Hollywood and I should uh, should get a room, and we have. And I've got to say, Tills, I'll just paint the picture. This place, this uh, room is, uh, is filled with bicycles, filled with uh, cycling stuff, of course, but I'm seeing to the right of me is the Hollywood yellow machine. The Hollywood machine. I've seen pictures. And um, when I arrived, I actually fell to my knees and I kissed it. That's what I think of it.
2: That is actually a true story. He did kiss it. I'm just missing a yellow black sheep jersey. So Matilda, if you've got a <laughs> black sheep jersey, I would love one.
1: I think so you missing specialised tarmac, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> well, it's another story. Go on, Mike.
0: Chelsea, uh, so the only thing I can say is I wish you were here with us. <laughs> No, I don't think the people do.
1: <laughs> All right, let's talk Go about on, uh, right. stage one. one. The another. men
0: are underway. They had the prologue last night. The Italian, uh, please remind me who the Italian who had the ochre jersey, the leaders jersey after the prologue yesterday. Uh, please remind me who he, what his name is. Batoli. Yes, correct. Uh, Batoli had the yellow. LA. <laughs> <laughs> and he had the uh, ochre jersey today. And um, well, what what st- is. Betty of course, you know, you're Italian, you've been to Italy, and you cannot pronounce names, Hollywood. We want, we want to instill a little bit of culture into you. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, stage one, it finished and started in Tanunda, uh, a beautiful part of the world. It was drizzly at first, it was overcast, and I guess it was a stock standard finish, uh, Tills, a sprint finish. And what we saw were, well, some big names from Australia, but it wasn't an Aussie that won.
1: Yeah, well, I think we'll take it back to the prologue and um, save everyone the boredom just for now on stage one. But I think, um, yeah, the prologue was really dominated, I think, by the weather. It was a stage of two stories if you got your ride in before the rain hit or if you rode after the rain hit. And I think that could be really disappointing. You know, there's some really big names that finished that stage, which was meant to be a bit of a nothing stage. It was only five kilometres around the city. But big names like Rowan Dennis... um, um, you know, some of the, Ethan Haydar, he was there, both of those guys finished the stage 17 seconds down. And on a tour, which is going to be won and lost by one or two seconds, that is a huge margin to come back from. So, Ole, he was one of the first to go off. I saw him leave. Uh, the podium on his bike and and really, you know, he was sort of the third rider off while it was quite dry and was able to make the most of the conditions. And we saw a lot of crashes, a lot of touchdowns last night, just with how slippery it was on on the footpath that they were, they were riding on. And, um, yeah, I just really hope that that one stage uh, doesn't hamper the whole race. I hope it's still a long way to go. And I just really hope it leads to more exciting racing and taking risks. It would be very disappointing if it's already all over after a, after a prologue. What
2: I noticed today was Michael Matthews sprinted for some bonus seconds. He picked up two seconds in the intermediate stage and obviously finished third. That's another eight seconds. So now Green Edge are in the perfect position. They don't have to worry about leading the race. He's a couple seconds back. So they, they are in a really, really good position.
1: Yeah, and Bling finished the stage really well last night. He was within the top ten. He was probably the one of the favourites that fared the best out of everyone. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of a disappointment out there last night just with how hard they could push uh, the prologue but Bling was one of the fortunate ones that came in in the top 10 so his gap hasn't been as big so today he's certainly in the hot seat even though I think he cocked up the uh, the sprint um, he'd certainly uh, got himself in a good position for overall.
0: Well Tills let's talk about the, the final few kilometres particularly in stage one today into Tanunda we saw a crash they came down not surprisingly but what surprised me actually was the finish it wasn't the traditional long drag into Tanunda they came in from the other side the winding uh, the winding climb which I don't think I've seen at the tour down under in recent years Uh, Tanunda has hosted the stage uh, many many years but they've they're always, as I say, coming in from from the other side at the long two or three kilometre drag. And there was a crash. Um, in the end, it was the German Phil Bauhaus or Bauhaus who who picked up stage honors. Caleb just missed out by the barest of margins to finish runner up. And uh, in third, as you say, it was uh, it was Michael Matthews who uh, is doing pretty well after stage one. Now, how did you? How did you see the crash? How did you see the sprint? Uh, it was very congested out there.
1: Uh, look, um, I think uh, if you watch the whole of stage one, you've probably got to assess what you've got going on in your life. It was a very, very boring stage. The uh, I think the peloton, even Michael Matthews, said he would have liked a harder stage. And, you know, it could have been something, could have been going on if the wind had picked up, but it was a very, very mild stage. A very, um, you know, to come off the crescendo of the women's tour and hit this stage was a, a little bit quiet. So if you are going, watch the stage, watch say I'll save you the pain and just watch the last five kilometers or at least just the sprint. And as you say, that last it really got going in that last five kilometers was very sad to see Robert Gessink go down. And I don't think he's got back up which he shouldn't. It looked like he did have a concussion, um, just with a touch of wheels. And there was quite, there were really big roads at the team that they were riding on, but then it became quite narrow and there was no shoulder and it was just that terrifying gravel. So you hit that gravel at speed and it's like a cheese grater on your skin. There'll be quite a few riders who will be sore, um, sleeping sore tonight. And so I guess the one thing I was a little bit disappointed with was it was, it didn't seem that safe. And, um, Cycling is never safe, that's the risk they take, but there are certain measures that the uh, organisers and the UCI can go to and we just keep having that same conversation. How the hell there were um, fans quite close to the road, there was a car that's within the last five k's um, on the side of the road that the peloton had to avoid and these guys were going well over 60 kilometers an hour and you've got 140 riders with millimeters um, between them it is terrifying and so yeah I hope that they can have a look at that for the following stages and just clean up some of the safety because we did see some crashes and in particular one crash that happened in the very few final hundred meters Um, even my man who I had picked as a dark horse Paddy Bevan had to retire so He's out. So look, I'm sure my prediction would have been right, but we'll just never know. Um, but yeah, we saw a huge amount of washing machine. Uh, Caleb and Michael Matthews were perfectly positioned, but again, there was just a huge washing machine at one stage. They were near the front, and then they were about. 20 riders back that which they had to recover from uh we saw them fly down for the few hundred meters Mike if you look at the overhead shot some of the movement that Caleb made to try to move back up he was squeezing in places pretty much the width of his helmet um It was incredible and then it looked like he was well and truly out when we came to the front camera. But this is where I think Bling really mucked it up. I'm not sure what he was looking for but he seemed to look back not once, not twice but three times behind him as he was about to launch his sprint and as he looked back that third time, um, Phil um, Bauhaus, uh, he sprinted over him and as Caleb looked forward, um, Bauhaus was already in front of him shutting the door and getting in. And and he was behind his wheel to the point that Caleb had to kick, and then I mean, sorry, Matthews had to kick and then kick again. Uh, but then from the absolute sky, we saw Caleb Ewan uh, sneak into second place, and he pretty much came from about thirty people back. So. Key takeaways is Matthews is looking unbelievably strong. They absolutely want this green edge, but Caleb is absolutely the fastest man in the peloton. He just needs to be in the right position for the finish.
2: Yeah, with you saying like, like the cars on the road, I know Mike was saying that as well, and just how dangerous uh, some of the course was. Do you think some of the riders should look to Honan for life insurance? Honan, our great sponsor, they do life insurance. Do you think that would work?
1: Um. Well, <laughs> Look, I'm sure they can get down there and hand out a few business cards, but there's certainly, um, it'd probably be a check that they'll be out of bank, I'm sure, with those, the odds at the moment. But um, I know you should probably look into it. It's a shame they don't do health insurance, but they can help with everything else.
0: But seriously, Tills, you're right. I mean, that overhead shot, where there wasn't just the one car, and I think I know the one that you speak of. It, uh, it appeared with about uh, one kilometre to go. Where are the barriers? Okay, it's not a grand tour, and they don't have the budget, I suspect, as uh, some of the big races of. Europe and other countries but uh, you'd like to think there'd be barriers up for those mad sprints especially on a stage like uh, the one into Tanunda.
1: Yeah it seemed the barriers just seemed to come one kilometer out and they had gosh they were flying down that hill just um, within the 5k. Uh, It would have been yeah pretty scary I think so um, yeah hopefully they'll look at that hopefully the criticism is loud enough that they can look at those safety measures but there's no reason why cars should be on the road at all for riders to be you know having to see that the absolute last moment it, um, that's certainly not good enough when there is just so many police on the road at supporting this event they should be moving those off
2: did you notice bling's jersey it was was it a three-quarter jersey or was it a short sleeve with really long sleeves did you notice that well, you don't no, look at I that didn't, stuff. wasn't looking at his. See, I'm looking at shoes. I'm looking at jerseys. Wait, wait, wait. I'm so, what
1: do you what do you make of Bling Sprint? Come on, have a bit of criticism here. I don't have to sleep uh, in the same room uh, as Bling, so this, I can be a bit this, more critical. But this is the
0: fashion segment of the domestics. That <laughs> no, we're deals. not there do you mind? Yet. We're not. We're not there yet. Come on, Hollywood. I, I,
2: I think he did it on purpose. I think he's perfectly placed. He's two seconds back. Green Edge don't have to control the race. I think it's a masterstroke. didn't want to
1: win? No, I just think
2: he, he's gonna, he'll win the overall race. You watch, you win the overall race. You watch.
1: And,
0: and let's not forget, Tills, uh, points are up for grabs, important points. Uh, and Caleb Ewan, uh, not being on the World Tour, in a World Tour team this year, uh, just tell me how important are, are stage victories for someone like Caleb?
1: Well, I can give you the inside discussion there that um, Caleb Ewan almost wasn't able to ride. So Caleb's actually riding for the Australian national team. He's not here with his trade team and there was some discussion very early on that that may not be fair. Um, you know, will these these riders who are coming here somewhat individually and joining their national federation to be able to ride uh, in this world tour event that they can then get points without their whole team being here? So at one point, the actually, the national teams were at risk of potentially not going ahead um obviously discussions progressed there with the uci and the organizers and has gone ahead Unfortunately, fortunately these are really valuable points you know caleb's already gotten 40 points for his team for uci points with that second place um so it's yeah and same same with michael matthews and team um jaco lula they two were on um close to the chopping block as was as is ef so all three of these teams are um at risk at being relegated which means they are kicked out of the world tour and go into the second tier um so all of these early points to um ensure they don't need to be scrambling and heading to china for the last race of the year
2: when i did ride with Simon Clark, when I was in Europe and I was asking if he was going to do the two down under and at that stage, um, Israel were looking to be relegated. He he said himself that if that happened, he was going to ask the organisers if he could ride in the UniSA team the same way Caleb has. So I guess they, he was going to do the same thing.
1: Yeah, at any point's a point and, and um, certainly hard to come by throughout the rest of the year. So yeah, these sort of early points will really take the pressure that we saw them under um, at the end of last year.
0: Tell tell me, who is saying that it's unfair for Caleb to be uh, representing the the Australian team, the non-world tour team at Down Under?
1: Well, I'm sure it would have been all the competition who are all fighting for that one slot within the World Tour. So, you know, there's a number of teams that are down there and, um, you know, they didn't feel that it was fair that the whole of his team aren't coming out with the costs and the resources. And that means what can happen is that Caleb can be here earning points and the rest of his team are actually at some other races earning um, UCI points. So they're not at other World Tour events, but I know that they are at other UCI um, 1.2 uh, level races and 2.1 level races earning points as this world tour um, event is on. So they're very confident in getting back into the world tour. Um, and so, yeah, the Lotto Destiny. Is it still Lotto Destiny? I forget. Um, they they keep sure. changing major sponsors over there. But, um, yeah, so you know, they're confident in getting back in and that this is what, it's a grab as much as they can. So anyway, it's just fantastic to see Caleb. I think it would have been an absolute dream to see him win today, but no doubt he showed us that he is back into form. Um, He's getting back into his winning ways. And gosh, if you watch, just watch the last one kilometer, how he comes from so unbelievably far back to, um, Place second, um, quite close second, uh, is is incredible, and just that turn of speed is it's it's unmatched in the peloton. So, yeah, I hope we just get see so much more of that.
0: And and whether it's fair or unfair, I mean, he uh, draws a crowd, doesn't he, Caleb? And people are watching down under because he's in this race. Uh, that's what it's all about, as far as the organizer organizers are, are concerned. As far as the trade teams and the com- the competitors are concerned, well, uh, stiff titties, right?
1: yeah I don't think we need to lose too much energy on stage one it was um it was fairly mundane and uh yeah if you um the tennis is on at the moment as well or everything else in your life, just watch that last five k but uh yeah it was hopefully everyone got through safely and we look to tomorrow, which will hopefully add a little bit more spice along the coast.
2: who's your tip for uh for tomorrow Senor Nostradamus, who's your tip? <laughs>
1: I don't know how what the hills are like, but I'll go Caleb again. I'm sure they're in some sort of sprint. They reckon tomorrow is the longest stage, but that's only 160K, which um, these riders are used to doing usually 260K. Um, so it's not a long day, but I do hope after today's um, grass watching that, uh, yeah, they, they really start to try to control the front and hopefully we get some strong crosswinds that will spice up um, stage two.
0: Well, stage two uh, starts in Brighton, which is a, a seaside suburb of Adelaide, and they'll finish up at Victor Harbour. So uh, you said before you don't know about the hills. I can tell you uh, they, uh, they climb up to an elevation similar to Wollonga. They've got to go over the range, the Florio Peninsula, and then make their way down towards uh, Victor Harbour on the other side of the peninsula. But I think, as is traditional with the Tour Down Under, there will be a little kick towards the end that will certainly separate the uh the big guns from the fast sprinters so uh yeah it's not going to be an easy stage got my pick michael okay. matthews michael <laughs> matthews fastest bike fastest wheels
1: <laughs> do you get do you get a do you get some sort of like i don't know plug discount every time you plug that or what no i don't <laughs> I, I didn't
2: say what bike he rode so he's got the fastest bike and fastest wheels <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, okay. Um so yeah, I don't think we need to um waste any more time on today. I think yeah, I think it'll get harder and harder and I just hope some of those riders who are down on GC after the prologue um I hope we see them take some risks throughout the throughout the few stages and bring us some entertainment.
2: Can we get to the rants?
1: Yeah, just so you know, my mum is concerned that you might be taking too many pills um, for your broken wrists, so she is concerned about your rants. So. I'm, I'm only taking
2: Celebrax, which is an anti-inflammatory. So, But just speaking of that, my rant is because I'm riding around Adelaide with two broken hands or broken left thumb, broken right hand, and what my rant is, I wish the uh, Adelaide Council or whoever it is would fix up the roads. There's so many bumps and potholes and cracks in the road. It's just, it's just rattling my poor old invalid hands, and it's really hurting. So can you can they do something about the roads? All these potholes and everything. It's really
0: peeing me off. Before you answer that question, Till, I just want to give you a little bit of an insight. When I I met uh, Hollywood on the ground floor, I hadn't seen him as I say since December 21 face to face. I gave him a, a very firm handshake. I think he might have rebroken that wrist of his. I've,
2: I've taken off the uh, the uh, plaster or the molds because I'm sick of people asking me what happened to my hand. Hands. So I've taken them off and I copped it from Mike. He gave me a good, firm, manly handshake and broke it again.
0: Now tell us about the potholes. <laughs> No,
1: they are pretty rough. I think there's just a lot of cracks in the road, but let's not forget that um, Adelaide's had their fair share of uh, global warming events, whether it be flood, fire, or um, haven't yet had famine, but I'm sure it's coming. So, um, yeah, I know that it's pretty rough out there, but you've got to go steady, Hollywood. You've seen plenty of koalas. There might just be one around the corner. So, you know, cruise down there, enjoy the scenery, oh. look up. It's not I know, all but the, like today, the way I down, know, but I will but say my only thing to add to that is something's wrong with their traffic lights and everyone knows that the biggest pain is trying to get out of the city there because their traffic lights aren't on, um, they're on some sort of self-timer. So there might not be a single car across the road, but somehow it stops the lights. But um, look, I don't think there are people are signing up to hear about the traffic uh, logistics no, of, no, uh, no, of Adelaide, no, no. but I, I will touch on what you said before. So... Um, I am looking into Honan Insurance because um, I don't trust uh, insurers. Um, so essentially what Hone and do, they, they don't insure you, they fi- they're they the brokers. So they find the organisations and the insurers on your behalf. They find out what you need. And the biggest thing is I hate instructions. So I'm the type of person that like has looks at an Ikea box and I can work it out without, um, you know, obviously there's a few screws that are still sitting around after but um, I hate the fine print and so they're the ones that will look into that make sure that if you're in like a flood affected area that you're still covered for floods and all that type of thing so if you are looking um, to get insurance then I would look into Honan Um, give them a call Uh, they're a good good young company and so they won't uh, roll you over very trustworthy. And so, yeah, I'm going to engage them just because, uh, yeah, I just don't want to deal with all these companies on my own. I'm sure I'll get screwed without them.
2: No, And, and, and this is honest. This is well before even they came on board. I know it sounds like a telemercial, but this is actually true. Like I went to them for my car insurance and they did save me money. I got my, everyone knows I love my little, my little yellow car and they saved me money. And now honestly, it was so easy to deal with. So, and this is before They'd come on board or anything, so I didn't know anything about them. And I went to them because I heard about them. I heard good things. I knew know were involved with cycling. So just people. to
1: paint a bigger bigger picture of Lee Turner, you drive a yellow Porsche, don't you?
2: Yellow Porsche 911 Carrera 4S, <laughs> it is beautiful with yellow <laughs> ceramic brakes, and they are getting some yellow seat belts installed by Jack. Thank Ugh. you so much at the moment.
0: <laughs> this this pod's supposed to be about the tour down under and we've heard it anyway well mike but. what
1: did you do today I, i'm not sure you did you even did you watch the race
0: <laughs> look you know what i did a, a ride around the adelaide i i only arrived uh, around lunchtime today and that's why you couldn't get a hold of me i looked at my messages and uh Got all this abuse from Hollywood, not so much from yourself, Tills. But where are you, Tomo? Where are you? I was just enjoying the sights, having uh, come down from the Barossa Valley where I stayed. I was going to watch the end of the race live, but because of the drivel, and uh, I'm pretty soft when it comes to rain and uh, riding my bicycle, we decided, my colleague and my myself decided to come down to 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 Adelaide. And I've got to say, having uh, experienced the Bike Expo, the village it's bigger and better than I've ever seen it before it is just cycling heaven down there and I've got to say look we do uh, a little segment called what peeves me off but what I love about the tour down under is uh, the uh, the atmosphere is the feel good nature everybody's walking around that bike expo in the village with a smile on their faces they've come from everywhere I said load of people from Darwin a little place in New South Wales called burua where they're more famous it's more famous for, for their sheep and in fact I saw the running of the sheep Not the running of the bulls like you have in Spain, the running of the sheep in Burua, just uh, uh, in in regional New South Wales. It is a place for everybody that even has the mildest of interest in uh, cycling. The Tour Down Under just gets bigger and bigger. And I said this from the top, I have no reason to endorse this event. But if you you haven't been here before and you're thinking of coming to Adelaide in in future years, do it because everybody is here that loves cycling and the bicycle. It is schoolies for cyclists.
2: I only booked last Thursday and I've got a there's cheap a tools flight. around, ha- I'll
1: tell you that. <laughs>
2: it's, uh, yeah, there is. I'm the biggest flog and tool. Everyone knows that. But uh, there's heaps of flights, heaps of accommodation. We got it cheap because we book like, come up for the weekend because each day it is building and building and building. It is a great atmosphere over here, so get over here.
0: And Tills, he talks about the yellow Porsche that he's got, yellow seatbelts, yellow brakes and everything. This yellow bike the giant tcr that's uh, i've been admiring during the course of the all recording right, of this program right. he's that's got the kdx wheels day. he's got the and i don't think he sleeps <laughs> with his wife at night
2: yellow branding on him too anyway tills is getting upset I'll so, see you sorry tomorrow, tills guys.
0: are we going <laughs> thanks black sheep i love you what about you a yellow do. black sheep what do about do a yellow sit, black sheep jersey <laughs>
1: I'm going to gaze into his eyes again over the next ten minutes. We're breaking you guys up. Absolutely useless. (laughs) See you, Tills. (laughs) Thanks thanks also to. uh, Thanks
0: also to Black Sheep uh, Cycling Apparel. Wouldn't be possible. The Seeks would not be possible. Um, Do you wear Black Sheep?
2: No, mate. Tills is going to make me a
0: beautiful yellow Uh, Black Sheep jersey.
1: All right. Night, guys. See you tomorrow. Bye, guys.
0: Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Love you all. The Domestics by Black Ship Cyclone.